Hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the Walk the Line podcast hosted by myself, Ryan Walker. Thanks for joining us again. Today, my guest is Turkish-born, London-based singer-songwriter Sorel. Sorel's debut single, Daddy's Gone, is available now on Spotify. And if you fancy catching up with the music video, that's available on YouTube. Just give it a search. It's an amazing song, guys. She really bears her soul in this one. It's... Uh, the song's about the premature loss of her father, and it's so powerful. The vocals are amazing. She's got an amazing voice. I, it's it's just raw and unpredictable. It's a fantastic song. A lot of people out there are raving about Sorel at the minute. She is the next big thing. I can see some great things happening in her future. We had a great talk on this podcast, to be honest. She is so ambitious. She's so outgoing, and a great. I had great fun doing it. So I hope you guys enjoyed this as much as I did. Please like, share, and subscribe. Share it with your friends. Do what you need to do, guys. All right? I really appreciate it. So, without further ado, please welcome the extremely talented Sorel. Okay. So, guys, welcome. Where is that from? It's Scottish. Oh, okay, okay, true. I was going to say we've got a, uh, you've got a Scottish person here, Scotsman, and uh, someone from Turkey. I think we I, might like some, I like that. I like that. I like that accent. <laughs> we need to get some subtitles on the go, just in case people can't understand <laughs> what we're saying. We should. We definitely should. <laughs> so, so you look as if you're busy at work. There, you, are you in the, the recording studio? Are you still working today? I am. This is my recording studio. This is my manager's office. Oh wow! And we've been working here since the beginning of the process. Right. So it's like my little house. That's it. You're home away from home, sort of thing. Yeah, if I if I was home right now, I'd definitely be smoking and chilling. <laughs> <laughs> am I am I allowed to say these? Yeah, yeah, of course, can. Yeah, great, great. great. <laughs> because I'm coming from Turkey, I'm quite restricted about what I should and shouldn't say. So <laughs> I don't feel restricted on this show. That's that's the worst show to be. Talk about what you that's want. That's why I'm it's here great. for freedom. <laughs> that's why I moved. <laughs> Happy days, happy days. So, I mean, you've been working through the, I hate talking about the COVID stuff, but it does my head in, because that's all we talk about. I mean, but you've been, you've been constantly working throughout this whole process, haven't you? I have been. I have been super lucky about it, because uh, a year and a half ago, I got my working permit, working visa, finally. Yeah. And what I should have done is that I should have been working every month, and COVID happened, but I was lucky enough that during COVID, I found my manager, I found, I built up the team, everything got together. So I was lucky and COVID didn't affect me at all. <laughs> That's good. That's good. It's good you can get out and about and do things and actually portray. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, you've really kind of, you've been nonstop the past, God knows how, how many months, well, over the past year, you've been constantly going crazy. You I mean, you're originally... Give people a listen a little bit of backstory in yourself. I'm originally from Turkey, obviously with the, the mm -hmm. accent. Um, but the you, you left the mean streets of Turkey and came over and uh, joined the mean streets of London recently. <laughs> what would you What would you say would be the best thing, and what would you say would be the worst thing about? London? Yeah, great question. I love talking about London. I can talk about London for hours and hours. Uh, I, actually, I didn't leave Turkey uh, and I was familiar with London since nine years old. Uh, my mom's an English teacher and she taught me English. She spoke with me in English when I was in her womb. So, uh, yeah, yeah, she, she, she made me sleep with Shakespeare's poems. She's an English literature teacher. 
Um, so I came here to London when I was nine years old for the first time uh, for to see my father's friends. They live here. They're like my second family here. I go to Christmases for them, you know, a proper family yeah. <laughs> there. And I've been coming to London since I was nine. But the first time I came here, I was spiritually so connected and I felt more familiar with London than I felt fam familiar with my own country. I felt like I knew this place. Like, yeah, it, it was open for me. It was in my frequency, my level, my vision of life. Uh, so it was when I came, came back to Turkey when I was nine, I constantly kept missing London. So I built my uh, future dreams around it. Uh, and actually my my dream was to, because I could never relate to Turkey and that that was like I never hold it back I always say it I, I can't relate uh, because I'm coming from Izmir and Izmir is the westest part of Turkey right and it's the most open-minded city of Turkey it's like it's freedom there uh, and my family are like very open-minded people and everything but I was always half aware of reality and the mentality that turkey had mm -hmm. uh, but i wasn't as aware as when i became known and popular then i noticed how uh, sharp it was <laughs> and i was like wow i i got to go but before that so let me tell you the story about it uh i hope i'm not boring you <laughs> no 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 at all, not at all. okay uh so what happened is that uh I, I was always planning to myself for the university, I will go to America or I will go to London to study musical theater because that was what yeah. I was into, dance, acting and singing at the same time, like stage animal kind of feels. Okay. Okay. <laughs> always been like that. <laughs> uh, and that was my plan. I was like, no, I'm never gonna ever stay in Turkey for university or whatever. And then my father died. Mm. And then financially it was impossible for me to move on to another country, like financially and uh in the level of like emotions as well like for my mom i didn't want to leave it of course uh and then what i did as a plan uh i said okay i will have to stay in turkey for a few years and what i can do when i'm gonna go to london i will be older so i can't go there and say hey i have done nothing in my country i want to start over from here i can't say that so what, what can i do uh, and I moved to Istanbul from Izmir. Uh, Istanbul is basically New York of Turkey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've, I've always been. Be. I've always wanted to go to Istanbul. I've been to Turkey before, but it's always. Oh, it's amazing! It's, it's amazing. a great place. Yeah, and it's. I've only yeah, been to yeah, the touristy yeah. places, like kind of down south and next to the coast. But I've always wanted to go to Turkey and go to Istanbul. You should. You definitely should. Yeah. Should add that in your bucket list. Put that on there. It's on there. A huge culture shock for you. A huge intense and a new energy, amazing food, amazing nature, and pretty wild. <laughs> I mean, when you, you mentioned about the culture shock as well, coming from obviously there, I mean, Turkey's very, it's a, it's a dramatic, especially with the music scene, Turkey's got mm. such a dramatic music influence sort of thing. Exactly. And um, your, your music, is your music kind of influenced with that sort of dra dramatic behind it, or did you want to take that away and just be your own person? That's an amazing question uh about that turk as a language turkish is too dramatic and too rich and too heavy mm. and i always said that i'm so lucky that english has been my second language because they're different channels to express your soul right. uh, they're both different channels turkish 
the, as language goes, it's a very heavy and a deep one. And it takes uh, the role, it steals your role sometimes. Like you want to say something cool, but it sounds just too harsh. Right. <laughs> All of a sudden, do you know what I mean? It sounds too dramatic and like, I'm like, I'm already a very intense person. Yeah. And with this intensity, if I speak this intense language, then it gets too much. I don't want to do it. I was like, I need to speak English to sound as cool as I feel. <laughs> I was going to imagine it. And obviously with someone who's outspoken like that and um, obviously with yourself, the, the blonde hair as well, that must not have really kind of went down very well because it's not really yes. stick out like a sore thumb sort of thing. So they must have like went, right, we're having some of you. We're going <laughs> to, let's have a chat, you know? <laughs> was that was that difficult to really kind of deal with when you were back when you were younger? Uh, excuse me? So, was, you... was that difficult to deal with when you were younger, having that sort of like kind of mentality and were you like more rebellious than everyone else because you've got more to say and more different? I, I was the crazy, I've been to court so many times. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. What did you go like, to court police, for? What, what did you do? Me in my neighborhood, the policeman knew me. What I did, uh, like my, my really close friends know what I did. My family knew what I did. I basically lived my life as I was on stage. I didn't have kind of a sense of reality. Right. Uh, so I was testing my limits for <laughs> all my childhood. <laughs> uh, that's why it's been that's why it's been wild. Just just but being I'm a super proud of it. <laughs> just being a rebel. We've all been there. Yeah, We've yeah. all been in trouble. I mean, I've been doing stuff like that. I remember being in trouble with the police when I was younger and all that sort of stuff. But mine was <laughs> mostly for drinking underage. That's why I think it's the point <laughs> of being young. I think your youth allows you to try and not die <laughs> because right now i'm looking back like if i had like one percent of the courage i had when i was young yeah. and i tried the things that i did before i would definitely die right now i'm looking at it right now it's so strange how i didn't die <laughs> <laughs> that's it that's the thing you should say to yourself right i've done all this i'm not dead i must be doing something right you know what I mean? I must, somebody must, that's it. I'm doing something right. Exactly. Universe supported me with by not killing me. <laughs> that's it. We'll give, we'll give you another five years. See how you got on. Yeah. <laughs> so, so London's been a, a spiritual home to you now. I mean, mm -hmm. I love London. I used, I love going there all the time. It's, it's crazy. It's mental, but there's so much to do. What, what's your favorite thing to do in London? Okay, first of all, it's been a year and a half and I haven't gone anywhere else. Uh, just for three days, I went to Turkey and came back. That's it. And still every day, I live in Nottingham, by the way. Right. And still every Very day nice. I'm taking pictures. Like I'm taking the same pictures every day because <laughs> every day I'm super fascinated by it. Why I love London. Uh, I promised myself when I moved here that I'm never, ever going to take it for granted because uh the lifestyle and the chances it's giving you for me, for what I witnessed yeah. is huge. It looks huge because it gives the luxuries that in Turkey, for example, who are the highest class can't imagine here. An ordinary person lives that life standard. Yeah. So for that, you feel like you are counted as a normal human being. <laughs> Slot you feel like there. you're included, yeah. yeah. And there is so much of freedom uh, of expression mm. and speech. I don't get judged uh, that much. <laughs> you don't get arrested uh, for being who you are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Definitely. Definitely. So I was like, for, I'm still, I'm still going through that process. I, I'm always like, 
are we allowed to say that? They're like, yeah, yeah, we get you. I'm like, oh, you get me? (laughs) Uh, and, And the third thing, I always say this, like, London is an amazing city. It's versatile. It has so many different vibes going on all over. Yeah. But especially Notting Hill, I think it's a little paradise. (laughs) <laughs> um, because it's so different. It's it's just embracing everybody. In Notting Hill, yep. you can find the biggest star. You can find like a school mm. teacher. You can find the drug dealer. Uh, do you know what I mean? Like I everybody's set, there. Well, you, it's local. you can sit there. You, you can sit there and uh, get an education while you go and buy some drugs in the corner. It's oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Which not so late. You can you can go off there, buy you get yourself get yourself drugged up, then go and learn Spanish or something. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Should say that. <laughs> Kids, if you listen to this, don't do drugs, stay in school. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so you've gone, you're, you're now, at your debut single, Daddy's Gone, is uh, is now out in the airwaves. Uh, I've listened to it, I think it's fantastic. It's a very deep and meaningful Did song. Did you like it? I loved it. I thought it was really, it's, it's heart-wrenching, to be fair, when you listen to the lyrics properly. Oh, um, I'm glad. You, I've, I've been looking around and doing some research, and I've heard some great praise on it, and a lot of people are turning and saying it's like a career-defining song, it can get you to the next level sort of thing. Do you think that's true? Or do you think it's just another kind of another project, another stepping stone to where you want to get to? Uh, why, why I wanted to release that is gone first was because I think with a sudden popularity in Turkey, after I became an actress in Turkey, I was in a series. And from the second episode, I was in the front page of the newspaper. It was like super quick. And before that, before being popular, I never experienced socially Uh, an environment that people didn't take me seriously. I didn't experience that before. My family always took me as an individual. Everybody around me cared about my opinions and gave a credit to my intelligence. (laughs) 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 But becoming popular like that and looking like I do and like my behavior is quite like super relaxed and open. Yeah. Uh, So I was like pretty quickly, uh, very quickly judged in Turkey and I experienced how restrictive it feels to feel like you're not going to be taken seriously. Yeah. And I think I am too good to not be taken serious. I need to be taken seriously because I am a lucky person. And I believe that uh, being a lucky person, you, you owe the world. You owe the world your voice, your opinion, uh, because you have a reason to be lucky. Yeah. And that you should be respectful to yourself with that. And uh, for me, the reason I wanted to release that is gone. I know it's it's not a ma- it's a niche song. Uh, it's not it's going against the wind. It's like not mainstream or anything. I know it's just like my yeah. personal song. Uh, but I wanted to put that because I know I will. It's it's not that hard to be famous, especially at this day and age, <laughs> is it? But uh, it's so important what you're famous for. If I put out a pop song, like it doesn't show my identity or whatever, and it connects with people. And then one day where I feel like I will have to say something political or spiritual, (laughs) and then no one's going to take me seriously. So I wanted to uh, put put out these ones first, because when I connect with a larger crowd, I want them to go back and know that I have a life. (laughs) 
Well, yeah, yeah, that, well, that's understandable. Just to kind of push that out there, sort of thing, you know. It's obviously by talking to you, you've obviously got that ambition and you've got that drive there as well. I mean, mm. you were an actress before, uh, I think it was in a soap, it was 20, 26 episodes or something like that you did before. <laughs> and then now you're into doing your, your pursuing your music career. What level of like kind of fame would you like to get to to be satisfied with? Oh, God knows. <laughs> I, I really don't have an idea about it. I don't have an idea about it. Because what I believe is, I, I know I have a voice. Yeah. And I know it's very precious and it's worthy. But some sometimes the way universe works is that one person who needs to hear your voice hears it and changes the world. Sometimes millions and millions hear it. I, I am not good with the numbers. Yeah. And they make me stressed. <laughs> I so think I never not, think to myself like this level of fame. I don't know. But I just know that I can handle a lot of people <laughs> because I am a lot of people. Like we, we are like, I can handle humans. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, you so far in your career, I mean, you're still quite young and your, your career still got a lot of time ahead of you, but already you've worked with some great and talented people. Um, what would you say would be the best person that you've worked with so far and why? Oh, I would never. This one is the best person I've met. <laughs> never, never. Just, never. just putting you on the stage there, so I think put you on the spot. Because that kind of idea doesn't exist in my head. Like it's okay. not that I'm being honest. I'm, I'm not hiding anything. Literally, it, especially coming in London, there was so much to learn from every individual I met and work with. Yeah. Uh, for example, two years ago today, I was listening to a demo I made two years ago in a like, uh, very underground old school environment yeah. in london like super uh ghetto can i use that word yeah 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 sure. yeah, yeah i know <laughs> okay. you said yeah yeah Under, okay. underground uh, stuff, yeah. and i learned a lot of things from them as well but then i work with for example my songwriter like co-writer jimmy yeah and he's like super well educated musically and stuff i learned a lot of things from him so there's no best like it's the variety is just so large so, so if we have, if we have, if Harry Styles walked into the office right now, uh, would he not be at the top? Excuse me. Would he not be one of the top ones? To be fair, <laughs> if, the, if you come, oh, in, I didn't understand. I didn't understand. I'm so sorry. If if Harry Styles walked into your room right now <laughs> and just said, "Sorrel, I want to work with you," would he not be at the oh, top yeah. of the list, sort of thing? Oh, are you joking? Are you joking? <laughs> <laughs> just are you a bit of an? I've heard in the grapevine you're a bit of a closet Harry Styles fan. I am. Yeah. I am. Can, yes, you are got, you? I'm, 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 I'm not going to say a yes. I'm not going to confirm nor deny that fact. This is my show and I can say what I want. So I'm not going to say that. I've got, I think he's, he's an amazing inspiration for our generation. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. I mean, go, with the generation that you're in at the minute, it's, it's a new way of doing things, a new way of like kind of performing, a new way of marketing yourself. You've got so many different platforms. With... So many. Yeah, and I think that's why like you, you brought up the name of Harry Styles. I think he's a... Uh, for example, why I like Harry Styles, because two years ago when I came to London, everyone was telling me to like, oh, if you want to make it here, you have to do it like this. You have to like have this kind of vision, this kind yeah. of sound and everything. And then I uh, saw Fine Lines uh, adverse in the underground. Uh, and I was like, what the fuck? This looks niche. And then I Googled it. I didn't know One Direction or anything. Like, uh, didn't know One I, Direction? What, were you under a log I'm or coming from Turkey. I'm coming from <laughs> Turkey. <laughs> okay, okay, that's fair enough. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so I didn't know it. And then I searched for it. And the first thing I saw about Harry Styles was Adore You video, I think, which is just like very artistic video. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this kind of shit is doable. So and it sells somehow. Like I didn't I didn't search the background story of that, but I just told the inspiration. It sells. It's so it's it's a possibility. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's why I, I thought it was inspiring. Like it, it was inspiring in terms of artistic freedom. I mean, the, the artistic freedom, it's, it's it used to be beforehand with record labels, used to be always the ones with uh, used to kind of take away people's artistic freedom. It's now getting away to that. I mean, 2020, I mean. Everyone used to hate the record labels back in the day. Used to sit there and go, "Oh, they're the the, the enemy." Do you still do you think? Mm. Do you still think record labels now still have um, a, a good business model? Will they still be around, or can people just start a career without having like a sort of record label understand underneath them? It's gonna be like marriage. I think it's gonna change form. It's gonna have to change form because it will not be able to work at this day and age anymore right uh, because restrictive things won't be suitable for this new world it is. Think, yeah. it, is a, it is a new world because you've got so many like can I, like you've got spotify you've got so many streaming services now to distribute yourself on you could literally make up make a song and if it really kind of catches on it could obviously not saying about yourself like a one hit wonder sort of thing but you do mm-hmm. there is opportunities out there for everyone which opens, everyone exactly. everyone which really kind of opens the floodgates for people who don't have the, the who don't get signed or don't get seen by certain like kind of record scouts and all that sort of stuff it mm-hmm. gives the opportunity i think and it's an exciting time especially for the music industry and um to go forward and branch out into something like that. I'm, I was going to be interested in the next five years to see how far this goes and see what happens with it, to be honest, because it's going to be a, it's going to be good fun, I think, to witness. Yeah, it, it, it already has been. It developed so fast. Mm. Uh, like, for example, 20 years ago, you couldn't have imagined a kid in East Turkey knowing what's going on in America as much as an American. That wasn't yeah. fo- possible. But right now, everyone is where they want to be. They can choose where they want to be, yeah. what they want to hear about, what they want to watch. And they are, they have that, a freedom. I mean, that's it as well, especially when, I mean, you've got like a, a huge social media following on Instagram. You've got, uh, I think you've got a few hundred people on Instagram. It's not not too many, have you? Yeah. Just, just a small audience. If, not, <laughs> if nobody's checked out on Instagram, it's like a few hundred thousand <laughs> people on there. But um, mm. do you think that, the older generation are, are struggling to keep up because you see them all trying to kind of get back into the new way of thinking, but they're not doing what they do on social media. Do you think they're kind of struggling to really kind of keep up with the times? Mm. I didn't understand the question. That's, so, sorry, it says the older generation <laughs> or the older artists are trying to revamp their careers. Um, ah. Do you think it's hard for them to really kind of... Um, get used to all this social media because if you don't have a social media... They don't need to get used to it. They don't need to get used to it. I think they were lucky to have what they have done. Yeah. I think they were lucky to uh, be iconic uh, because right now I don't think with the social media, I don't think we have the vision of iconic or the celebrity culture has changed immensely. Uh, right now, there is not that kind of celebrity culture where it used to be, but it's more like if a celebrity is closer to public, how like if, if you can connect with them, uh, it makes them more famous. But it wasn't like that for the previous generation. And that's the complete opposite zone. 
yeah. to stay in. And I don't think they will be able to change their minds and adaptate because I think there's a reason why they were born at the year they were born. <laughs> so I think they should enjoy being legends. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. Yeah, so let, let, let the new guys come through now. Enjoy being legends. Let, let us, our generation, take the rest of the slides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that we, we are born at this frequency, but their frequency is different. And I think their biggest mission is to stay there and remind uh, they, got our, get, they got us our back. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. Actually. It's a very, very respectful way to put it, to be honest. I like that. I like that. So, I mean, go back to your younger days. You used to be, a, 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 I heard that you're a big fan of ice skating. You used to do a lot of ice skating when you were a kid. Do you still really kind of dabble in doing that sort of stuff now? You you said a- ice skating. Ice skating, yeah. yeah. See, I'm sorry. I, I don't have a lot of trouble. friends. This is the accent <laughs> trouble again, isn't it? I'm so sorry. <laughs> Uh, ice skating yes I was I was in the national team actually because my father was a sportsman right so he put me through every sport you can imagine like every really? every sport like I have played with the guys teams and he would just throw me into a match while well, an important handball match with to a guys guys team and I would run up there but <laughs> ice skating for me because sports for me has I'm never a kind of person to go in a gym and do it because I need to do it. I can't yeah. just, it has to have some spiritual connection for me in sports. And ice skating is an art and sports. It's a meditation. It's a different perception to life. It teaches you that you are capable of uh, living it at another frequency in your head. It switches yeah, the way your brain works. Sort sort of like an a kind of meditation sort of thing. It's sort of like you can just Definitely. blank everything else out and then just do it, and it just comes. Yeah, natural. it's like it's like you know when you're with a person, and I don't know if you've ever gone through that kind of thing, but like when you're with the right person, sometimes you feel like, oh, I can die right now. Like it's okay. Like if if yeah. I die right now, <laughs> it's okay. That's how ice skating feels for me. Oh wow. <laughs> Wow, that's yeah. that, that's that's pretty deep. That surreal. That is really deep. I don't. Wow. I don't know why I say that. I'm just like, that's a good answer. That's a good answer. See, I'll get the good questions. You've got the great answers. This is great. I yeah. Love this. That's great. I love this. So, 2020 was a great. It's a pivotal year for yourself. It's an important year for yourself. Um, this year, I mean, what what's what we got in store for this year? I mean, you've got your debut song, Daddy's Gone, it's out mm-hmm. available. Are you still working on new music? Have you got an album? Yeah, coming out? one what's week happening? later, one week later, another song of mine is coming out. Brilliant. I am super proud of that song because I, I love Daddy's Gone, like, uh, yeah, but it's just my identity, it's a story, it's something that has happened, uh, so it's more solid. Right. But this one uh, is called My Inner Cycle, by the way. Okay. Uh, yeah, and I wrote it to my inner cycle. <laughs> is that I the one that kept like, getting arrested all the time? A love letter from me to me. Uh, <laughs> so that, you know that there is this deeper power at, that comes on at the moments of crisis. Right. Okay. And in crisis, sometimes you lose your ability to judge because you feel limitless that you can do anything because you you just suddenly give up giving a fuck about everything because you're like already hit by a truck yep uh, yeah so my inner cycle is a love letter to myself to the self-sabotaging mechanism that is inside me 
and the sound is uh, rockier. It's it's more hardcore. Uh, it's more Western and contemporary. Okay, so it's a little. Is this more of you developing your own sort of sound yourself, sort of thing? Are you just kind of developing what what is yours and what you can take from that sort of exactly? Because people who know me, they know me for my mood swings. I'm I'm literally like a roller coaster <laughs> and I'm having so much fun with that uh, and my inner psycho is the picture that uh, shows it perfectly it's, it's a mood swing song it takes you through a mood swing journey yeah I mean when you write your songs you do write your own material as well I mean how long would it take for you to write just a, a, a song from start to finish how long would that process go for for me, nothing should take a lot long because then I get bored. So I'm not like a, <laughs> I'm not like working really hard on one thing. Never, yeah. ever. Um, I get inspired. Uh, I start like I, I, I get a beat of that first. I get a feeling of a beat for that vision or story or that feeling. Yeah. And then on the beat, I, I get some like lyrics, what I want to say. I write them down. They're like okay. quotes appearing in my head. There are things I want to say. So I note them down and then I make it like a melody and then I bring it to my uh, co-writer, Jimmy, who is really educated musically. I'm not. Uh, so that's why you're, we're a perfect match because he's been educating me about songwriting a lot. And he puts his little car. There's a formula and there's a mathematics yeah. to it uh, and make my job easier. Uh, but we're pretty fast with him as well. Like, especially in Corona, we had to do a few our songs through FaceTime uh, oh, right, yeah. and we generally like finish the song in like one day sessions one day so it literally takes from yeah that, well that's pretty quick so you could really blast out an album in a week really but, couldn't you actually not really but what <laughs> happens is that I have to wait for a month to get that day oh really so you have to pick yourself yeah in. yeah yeah, yeah. Oh, exactly right. exactly oh, so the it. inspiration comes in like raindrops 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 and when it just goes out then it's one day song but it doesn't actually happen in one day <laughs> yeah so it's quite good through that period of waiting a month more stuff could come to you so you actually take advantage of that little whole day exactly session. because this way it makes uh, am i cutting you off by the way no 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 you're am good. i cutting yours oh, okay <laughs> uh, because this way life gets easier because whenever i face a challenge in my personal life i can easily automatically think like Oh well, this is gonna make me write a song. <laughs> Great. Do you get in, what sort of like do you, do you just get inspiration from anywhere? Just if you could be walking down the streets, you just get in, uh, like inspiration that way. Hmm. Or just does it just depending on what sort of mood you're in, sort of thing? Yeah, it's it's just so random. I don't know what gives me inspiration at all. <laughs> just comes out with it. Do you ever sit, me. <laughs> you ever sit and wonder? You're like, how the hell did I come up with that? What what was I thinking back then? You know, when you write a song and then you like two months <gasps> later, have you're so like, many. it goes, oh, that was a dark time for me then. <laughs> yes, yes, I have so many songs like that. Really? Like when I listen, like, uh, what was I thinking? Uh, I used to get, get a lot of cringes because of my like past self. Right. But I think this year I overcame uh, to to the emotion. I overcame the emotion of becoming a stranger to myself. Right now I can listen to everything I did and don't say what was I thinking. I know what was I thinking. I was like childish and not mature, and I'm embracing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's all right. And I'm still like, and I and I still think that 
whatever you do, even if it's a shit one, it's a trash. Yeah. There is still a little bit of inspiration you can take from that. Yeah, it look, still adds to your art. Yeah. Look, look at the positives and look at the stuff you can take from any situation and kind of mold that into something different and move to the advantage sort of thing, which is a it's a great way to be, really, to be fair. Um, so so this year we've got the we've got the single coming out, we've got the new single coming out. Any news of an album anytime soon? Uh, that's the plan. That's the plan. So we wanted to release single by single first right. to build up an audience because I'm starting from scratch here. Yeah. Uh, we didn't want to put it all out all of a sudden. Uh, we're going to go step by step for the first three singles and then the album will come out. Brilliant. Fantastic. Well, looking forward to that. So we'll obviously, uh, so you're obviously uh, very busy. So can I, can I, uh, can I finish this off now? Um, where can people find you? Where, where can people find you? Find your music, find your uh, social media. Where can people see what you're all about? Uh, people can find me on Instagram. They can go type my name on Spotify, Sorel, and they will find my artist profile. There's only one song there released. Uh, they can find Daddy's Gone's lyric video. Uh, I, I make the lyric videos with my team. We make the lyric videos very artistic. Like, even though it's a lyric video, we want to, like, make some creative stuff there yeah uh, so there is a lyric video of that is gone on youtube uh that's it that's it brilliant fantastic well Sorrel, thank you so much for joining us today i've had a really good time and i'm looking forward to this year and i'm sure this time next year when you're selling your multi-million dollar records have time for me as well i want to say <laughs> i want another interview again it's so nice to, to meet you your energy is amazing thank oh, you for that. those Qualified questions and this amazing dialogue. <laughs> Thank you so much. No problem, Sarah. Take care of yourself. It's been a pleasure. Sure. Take care. Bye-bye.